In a world where truth is suppressed, information is censored, and alternative ideas are silenced, one group refuses to be muzzled. Despite shadow bans on social media, low downloads, and crickets on Patreon, one group refuses to be a mainstream media puppet. Today, we honor the heroes of the cannabis airwaves. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the podcasters. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us, and welcome back. We have another great show in store for you today. Mary Biles is here to talk about her podcast, Cannabis Voices. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be able to take part in your podcast on the other side of the mic. (laughs) I'm sure it feels a little awkward to be the guest versus the the host. (laughs) I'm certainly glad that you could join us today. You're one of the few Europe-based writers that specializes in medical cannabis and CBD. And you're also the author of the CBD book, The Essential Guide to CBD Oil. So your written word is having a big influence on the way the world sees cannabis. What prompted you to bring your spoken word to life with your podcast? Do you know what? It came from the book. So I I wrote a book that came out last year, which was, as you mentioned, the CBD book. And as part of the book, I interviewed various people um, about their stories. And as a writer, when you write an article or a book, in this case, you kind of stitch together the best bits, basically, a bit of cutting and pasting and linking together with your own words. And having, you know, listened to their interviews, I just thought, well, that's a deep shame, because they've got fantastic stories to tell with great emotion and I didn't really do justice in the book I had to kind of summarize things really and as we're going to sort of discuss with one particular person Vera who whose story does feature in the book with her daughter Ava it's like you need to hear these people's stories in their own words so that was it and I woke up in the middle of the night with the two words cannabis voices (laughs) and that's how it came about I felt kind of compelled really it had to be I appreciate the way that you're willing to tackle some really heady conversations as well. And and, and I think that it, uh, this platform gives you that opportunity. You, t- you talk about the healing power of the plant with patients and caregivers and cannabinoid scientists and doctors and activists. But the thing I find most refreshing is how you're able to break down these complex topics and make them understandable and relatable. Did you think the training as a journalist helps you develop that skill? Uh, I guess so. I think I've always been a bridge, really, in all the different kind of stuff that I've done in my life. I used to work in TV production as a producer. I've been a complementary therapist. So I've always been that bridge between two worlds and I'm not a scientist so I've had to really get to grips with quite complex terms and so I figure if I can understand it and I can put it into the words that I understand then that's helpful somehow for other people who are lay people like myself so I could call it a talent I'm going to pat myself on the back I think it is something that that I'm just good at really and and I'm glad that it's helpful for others because I remember when I first started kind of submerging myself in PubMed papers, could barely get through the abstract and it's tough going, it's tough going. Yeah, well, it makes a big difference, especially for 
like somebody like me, if there's somebody along the way that can explain what somebody just said, it makes a big difference. And you mentioned the name of your show, Cannabis Voices, and it really is your show. I think the best way to educate people is through storytelling. And your show is really moving because you let people tell their story in their own voice. <laughs> Speaking of moving, you talk about your interview with Vera and we have a clip from that show. And maybe just give everybody a little bit of the backstory before I play it. Well, they say nothing moves mountains like a mother's love. And Ava, Ava really was kind of Ireland's Charlotte Figgy, basically. She has the same condition, Dravet syndrome, as, as Charlotte, as obviously people, listeners in the US. Unfortunately, Charlotte passed away just last year. So Ava was having catastrophic seizures that weren't controlled by traditional, conventional epilepsy medicine. Vera was determined to make sure that the A got the medicine that she thought she needed. There was no proof at this point, only really children like Charlotte who'd responded positively. So Vera is this tremendous force of nature who actually even just like thinking about her makes me want to cry because her way of talking about her own struggles and plights and Ava and everything that she went through, you'd have to have a, a heart of stone not to be moved by her story. I think there should be a movie about her, frankly. Well, get the Kleenexes ready. Let me play this clip. Like I held up the prescription. I held it up and for everyone to see. And they still took her medication away. I never, never wanted to leave Ireland. I wanted to sort out my business, get things organized for the child, get proper medical help for her and get it at home. But they wouldn't give it to me. And they took her medication away. So we planned what we were going to do. And... Uh, we loaded up our children and we left. Oh my gosh. Every time I hear that, I well up. That is, I know. <laughs> I am as well. Hear... It's, it's, oh, my God. oh my God. You can hear the pain in her voice. Yeah. It is so moving. And you didn't even mention that she walked like 200 miles. Yeah, she lives in this little kind of village in southwest of Ireland. When politicians are making promises, nothing was happening. And so with no preparation, not even any walking shoes, she had to like, someone like gave her some trainers en route. <laughs> she walked like, yeah, over 200 miles to, to Dublin, to the Irish Parliament. And initially it was just her starting out, which is why this should be a movie. It was just her starting oh out with a couple of people following her. By the end, it was covered on the local radio. People were coming out. Children were coming out of their schools. There were marching bands. By the time she got to Dublin, there were hundreds, if not thousands of people behind her shouting for Vera and, and Ava, her daughter. And, and finally, now it's taken quite a few years. I mean, a few weeks ago, really very much about the everything that, that Vera's done Finally, she was allowed to get the prescription for Ava's medicine, but they were having to pay for it. And literally only weeks ago now, the Irish government is funding this life-saving medication. And actually, again, Vera's got a book. She wrote this amazing book. It's like tear-jerking all the way. But for me, there's stories to be told, not only about the science, obviously about the patients, the carers, even the scientists. Something One thing is to kind of cut and paste a little bit of information you get from the abstract. But I love speaking to the scientists as well and hearing their stories and the backstories of the research that they've done i find it all so fascinating and all stories that deserve to be told like i said i think the name of your show is so appropriate for what you do and it makes such a big difference but we're about to wrap but before we do i always like to talk a little bit about podcasting 
And since we are in the cannabis industry, I guess it's acceptable for hosts and guests to enjoy a little cannabis to take the edge off before an interview. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any advice for aspiring podcasters about mixing cannabis and podcasting? Which actually, I think I know where you're going with this story. And actually, it wasn't cannabis. It was actually mushrooms because I'm really interested in medicinal mushrooms, psychedelic psilocybin, etc. But I'm quite sensitive. Well, anyway, someone had given me some microdosing capsules that are supposed to have no effect whatsoever, not supposed to feel a thing. um, And you're supposed to be able to get on with your day as per normal. Not the case in my situation. So about an hour before I was due to do a podcast, everything started to feel a little bit fuzzy. And then when it (laughs) came to doing the podcast I you know I more or less sort of held things together and so I realized at the end that the microphone was actually pointing in completely the wrong direction so (laughs) so yeah so I mean I I know some people just like do they're just they're on fire but it's I guess if you're a podcaster listen to your body and maybe try out before you actually do a proper podcast before with microdosing yeah, you finish the podcast, you're like, oh my God, that was so good. And then the next day you listen to it, you're like, what? what? <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, you can check out new episode of Canvas Voices on all major podcast sites, including PodConnects, where you can also apply to be a guest. Mary, it's great getting to know you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. And it's great to be kind of representing Europe and the UK. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.